Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are now listening to the War Report Podcast Network. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the College Loop Podcast, episode 99 of the College Loop Podcast. We are just one episode away from episode 100. And, you know, to start off with Daniel. Daniel, how you doing tonight, buddy? Oh, Dylan, I'm glad you asked. I'm doing very, very good. I had some Sonic for dinner. I um, was covering the Braves game for Braves today, tonight. So it's a very, very exciting game. Um, a Michael Harris tag up in the eighth inning is what put the Braves over the top, 6-5 to five against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Jose Iglesias worked his ass off to try to blow it in the top of the ninth inning, bottom of the ninth inning, but he didn't. So that's good. So if you're a Braves fan like Tar and me, kind of go check out my work there. Um, and now I'm here talking to uh, Dylan and Harrison about, you know, everything ranging from O.J. Simpson to what we do on Saturday nights. So that was a long ADHD field conversation. But now it's time for Auburn Athletics. It is indeed time for Auburn Athletics, Daniel. And, uh, you know, we were for those of you listening to the show, obviously it doesn't make any difference to you uh, because the show comes out on a schedule. We tried to start recording this an hour ago and went full ADHD. Um and I don't regret it for a minute. I miss you guys like hell. I'm ready to, for us all to be back in one place, uh, back together on the plains, the promised land. And uh, it's always fun. Our staff meetings, I use those in air quotes, always turn into some kind of ADHD fest, um, talking about random stuff ranging from literally anything to anything. Uh, and I wouldn't trade the world for them because if I didn't, we didn't love each other, we wouldn't be on this podcast together. Um, so, And sometimes uh, on one of our uh, father's uh, work laptops just starts talking out of nowhere. So you have to go talk to your uh, parents, coworkers for a minute and figure out if you need to go wake your dad up or not. That's right. Uh, it's the randomness like this that makes me, uh, makes me so appreciative for, for the camaraderie that the college has brought me. Um, all right, loved you guys beforehand. Continue to love you guys to this day. So for those of you guys who wonder if we actually like each other, um, if you were doubting that, like, subscribe, ring the bell. You owe me that. Um, <laughs> and if you're not down and get live subscribe on your bell as well. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, but yeah, Dylan, ready to talk Auburn ball. Jarquez is back at camp. Everyone quit hitting the panic button. <laughs> All is right in the world. Uh, lot, lots, lots going on. So I'm, I'm going to hand it back to you, my man. Yeah, the thing I never, never understood about Jarquez Hunter not practicing is the fact that he was still in the building. Like, it wasn't like he was just banned from being around the team at all or just banned from all team festivities. He just wasn't practicing. And it and to be honest with you, Jerk with Hunter is the best player on this team. He didn't need to practice, really. And the scheme. We talking about practice. We talking about practice. 
And this scheme is going to be very, very running back heavy, and it's very easy for running back to learn. And when it comes to Jarquez Hunter, I mean, he's just going to take that ball, and he's just going to go north, south, east, west with it. And he knows what he's going to do with that ball. But I, people are panicking. I don't get why. Uh, he did a stupid thing. He got punished for a stupid thing. I, I, I'm going to say punished for a stupid thing. It's not we don't even, know. honestly not even worth talking about. Like it's yeah. even, other than the fact that he's returned to camp, which is worth talking about, and then he's he's working in that offensive scheme. Um, all is right in the world. What was it four days? Then he missed the camp. Whatever. Yeah. Like, I mean, let's be honest, guys. Like, who the hell cares? <laughs> Jarquez Hunter is going to do special things with the football, and Auburn is certainly infinitely better with him in the repertoire. And I don't think there's ever uh, a concern about whether or not Jarquez Hunter is going to be part of this team. But now, fellas, we we know for a fact, and we can say with confidence, that Jarquez Hunter will be part of the three-headed monster, yes. if not more, <laughs> in, in, that, in that backfield. <laughs> Pending Robbie Ashford. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, even without Robbie Ashford, Jarquez Hunter, Damari Alston, Brian Petit, um, and, I mean, how long can you keep keep the man that's, that just walked to the building off the field, right? Yeah. Um, I would say the concern was never – when Jarquez Hunter was get back on the field, the concern is always who is going to be handing him the ball. Yes, yes. <laughs> and that still remains a concern because we've yet to hear if that's been narrowed down at all. Uh, so that's probably still a three-man race. It probably will be a three-man race until, again, the, the UMass kick at 2.30 on September 2nd. That's right. At 2.30, which I, I went back to. We listened to the show, checked our facts. I apologize to Daniel. I'm sorry. Uh, but <laughs> Daniel... Dark West Hunter's back. We can take their, uh, people can take their hands off the panic button, right? Yeah, um, definitely so. And, you know, when you're dealing with a situation such as that, that's all I'm going to say, it gets a little tricky, you know, depending on who's involved and stuff. But it appears the university's worked through it. Everything's fine. So now back to ball. Um, your regular, regularly scheduled programming. And this running back room is going to be – so much fun to watch. Yes. Um, all of these guys can ball. Um, that's what Philip Montgomery was saying earlier this week. And, you know, if the offensive line can get a little push, having this option, having this backfield to bail out Peyton Thorne or Robbie Ashford or Holden Garner, who are we kidding? We all know Hank Brown, QB1. Um, ha- having this option to kind of bail them out, like, oh, it's going to be great. And, just the offensive line, that's kind of what I'm really focused on right now um, with this offense is I want to see what Gunnar Britton and Dylan Wade, because I am I would bet a lot of my blood that they're going to start. Um, I'm interested to see what they can kind of do. And just I really am – I'm a lot higher on this offense than I was a week ago. Certainly. And and that's that goes beyond just Jarquez Hunter's return, but – uh, sure. I, I think this offense is in much better shape than people give it, give it credit for. I saw a report today with his projections of leading Auburn out of a bowl game um, without really going down that rabbit hole. Um, the the sleeping on Auburn's offense, I've never been one to be like, oh, keep sleeping on so-and-so, whatever. It, it's a little ridiculous right now and just indicative of uh, the fact that people really don't look much beyond last year unless you're one of the perennial powerhouses that they're playing on their downfall. Um this team's going to be a better offensive team than people think they're going to be. And Jarquez Hunter certainly only helps that. 
that's kind of, I think, the nice little bow that I want to put on that, Dylan. I don't think there's a ton there. But Auburn football fans are excited for football to be back. We're ready for college football. Generally, we'll be back. We've been chatting about it a lot. Fan day is right around the corner. Yeah, have any of y'all ever attended a fan day? I'm not. Not for Auburn. Uh, not for Georgia they, Tech. They are a lot of I fun. for Indiana. Sorry. Get a lot of autographs, get pictures. I have a nice picture of me in, I think, 2015 with a nice picture with Jeremy Johnson. Heck yeah. Uh, and that was in Auburn Arena at the time. Uh, and we were waiting at the doors whenever they opened, me and my dad. And I sprinted myself to the Jeremy Johnson table. And he was the first person I got an autograph for. There you and go. that'll always be a core memory of mine because uh, that was the year I said Jeremy Johnson was going to win the Heisman. And you. I still think he can. I still think he can do it. <laughs> hey, so, he's already, um, already the offensive MVP. At Hoosier yeah. Hysteria in 2018, I met Freddie McSwain Jr., who is one of my all-time <laughs> favorite collegiate athletes. Um, such a nice guy, currently balling out in Europe. And, yeah, I've got a pretty uh, rock and bowl cut going on in that picture. <laughs> bring it back, Daniel. I say bring it back. If this video gets too... If this video gets 20,000 views um, in two weeks, I'll get the bolt cut back. <laughs> oh, I am going to be paying for views, <laughs> break the bank for those. Worth every penny. And, so. um, it has to be proven that the views were clean and organic so and not bought. You can't do that. Kind of going back to fan day really, really quickly. I don't want to spend a ton of time on it, but what does a fan day look like uh, at, at Auburn? Uh, like I said, I'm not familiar with growing up. Dad would take me to uh, George Tech fan day. For those of you who don't know, my father is a George Tech alum, so I grew up a George Tech fan. Kind of know what that looks like, you know, in terms of autographs, meet the players. Uh, what does that look like at Auburn? So I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it back to 2013. Oh, boy. Uh, it's a fan day I remember a lot of because you know the return of Gus Malzahn, and it was freaking loaded with people because new coach, new year. You're really excited for what it's gonna be, and you kind of want to see kind of test the waters of how the players like react to, to the fan experience. And I just remember it, you, the lines went all the way around the arena for anybody and everybody. And I mean, later on, it's just always packed. It's always a lot of fun and you can talk to literally anybody. And, and but it's going to be an entire, it's going to be the part of the football facilities where I believe it's going to be, because that's a bigger, bigger area and it can house more people. But it's, it's a place where you will not find a single person that thinks Auburn's going to go five and seven or below. I'll be honest with that. Because that, that whole area, the aura of that room is like, Auburn's going to go 15 and 0. Just because of these vibes in here alone. But you're going to have your players that people are going to load up and line up for uh, first. And, you know, Darkless Hunter is going to be one of those. Uh, DJ James might be one of them. And the quarterbacks are always going to get love. And, and it's just a fun experience. And if, if we didn't put the time out already, it's at 2.15. one fifteen if you're an on-to-victory supporter. Uh, but, again, it's just a lot of fun. Get pictures with your favorite players. And I, I want to see I want to see a picture of Mike G with Jay Fair. I need yes. to see that in my life. Especially yeah. after especially after uh, Montgomery came out and said that Jay Fair is an electric player. And that kind of adds to the little bet that he's got going on with a certain unnamed uh, journalist that I know of, at least, who might have to embarrass himself on on uh, social medias for that. But yeah, Fan Day is a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Um, certainly excited for Fan Day, and, and uh, I mean, I, I, all the Auburn fans, excuse me, are excited for Fan Day. I hate that we can't be there. 
most important news of the week, like period, it clears everything. And I'm being so genuine. Uh, you can roll the Oaks again at Chamber Sport. Um, and I know that they've received a little bit of pre-rolling uh, action, but I fully uh, expect for them to be completely covered um, following Auburn's uh, presumptive opening game win that we've already projected here in the college loop over UMass, the Minutemen. Guys, it is so damn cool uh, to see how Auburn, as, as an entity in the, in the Auburn family, has, has really honored and, and respected the fact that you know, someone really shitty did something really shitty. Um, and, 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 you know, that's kind of all I want to say about the, the, the previous uh, situation or the, that, that situation with, with, the, with the Oaks. It is really cool to know that the, those Oaks were the parents for, for the new ones uh, and that it's now recovered enough and then that nature is literally healed uh, on, on, its, on, on its own and, and thanks to the fostering of the, of the Auburn family. Um, this tradition should never die. Uh, I, I get sick and tired. It, every, it happens every year. People saying, oh, this is a giant waste of resources. Um, you know, like Auburn's so cringe for this, whatever. It is one of the coolest traditions in college football. In college athletics, for that matter. Uh, and the fact that the Oaks are back, that is genuinely the biggest news to come out of Auburn, Alabama. Um, that not enough people are talking about. Um, because Auburn is, if nothing else, rooted in tradition. Um, in, in the best way possible. Um, and, and that list goes beyond rolling the oaks held dylan and i parted that seal like a 50-foot radius while we were an undergrad um and, and the list goes on and on and on right the ring tradition and things of that nature delayed even even you gotta, take, you gotta take your girlfriend in the lathe right i'm trying to plan a trip for me on lauren um it is so cool to see that, that this tradition has fully restored and even cooler that it never left and, and, and that auburn fans found a way to you know obviously there's a lot of trees there but also um continue to build that tradition while also respecting the fact that, you know, this needed to heal. Uh, it would be pretty poetic if Auburn beat Alabama this year. Um, Those, just, it, it'll snow in Auburn, Alabama. It certainly will, would regardless. But, yeah, I thought that was pretty damn cool and something we definitely need to talk about on the show. Not, not a ton of, like, there's no controversy there. Yeah. No, there is no controversy. And I, awesome. I, was at, I don't want to call y'all out, but y'all weren't fans at the time of this when it originally happened. But the way that the Auburn fan base all, like, we always, every Auburn fan hated every Alabama player on the team. You know, you just did. But you had an entire fan base. You probably had the entire college football world pissed off at one piece of mm, person. And, dude, I don't think I've ever been more mad in my life uh, than whenever I heard that that happened. I, you know, when, you heard, when you heard the call that he's got too much bammer in him. Yeah, um, that's just kind of something I want to say. If you care about sports that much, and this is coming from a diehard sports fan, you genuinely need therapy. This is a game played by 18 to 22-year-olds, and if your team loses, whatever, suck it up, <laughs> go about your day. It shouldn't be anything more than that. So in this state, there are a lot of people, and typically they're not the ones in orange and blue. They're the ones who wear those other colors. You people need to check yourselves. I will say from right, outside. I'm sorry, Dylan. Go ahead. I, I'm just going to chime in from an outside perspective. Um, in, in 2013, not excuse me. Um, at, at that point in time, rather, excuse me. Um, finding out that the, the oaks at Tumor's Corner had been poisoned. Mind you, 
as an outsider perspective, someone from Georgia, we were kind of familiar with 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 Auburn and and you know, Dad, my dad went to Tech in the in the late '80s, early '90s, when it was a huge rivalry between Auburn and Georgia Tech. Um, and most people of his generation, Dad has fully embraced the Auburn culture now. It's all good. We 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 did the Lord's work, but most people in that generation still consider each other school a rival, um, and which is why it's so important that they keep playing baseball, or whatever, right? When when we learned about you know, we, we hear the news that the, that the Oaks have been poisoned at Timber's Corner. It was one of those when you sit, you sit back and go, damn, what a piece of shit. That was one of the very few things that I knew about Auburn um, from, from and I, uh, never, never, never having been there. And it's saying, you know, like that was, oh, they're the people that, well, they rolled the trees when, when, when they when they went and they have the, the eagle that flies wherever you That's all I knew. That, that's like, that's all that CBS hyped up on college game, or ESPN did on college game day and all that CBS hyped up pregame. And, and that's what I knew about Auburn. Uh, it was disappointing to the rest of the college football world because we were like, hey, man, what the hell? College football is built on the premise of tradition. It's different from, like, you know, putting your team's jersey on an iconic statue. That's funny. That's really funny. Um, yeah. Defacing something like that was 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 horrible. And, 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 and quite frankly, whenever I found out that he who was damn near Voldemort in Auburn, um, he who must not be named was arrested. I was like, "Yeah, freaking good." He's a freaking boneheaded idiot. Um, so that's that's all I have to say about that. But it's pretty yeah. cool. I don't, think there, I don't think there's a name out there that would get Auburn fans more upset than, than that name. I don't even like saying it. it I just it hurts don't me know how you could. I just don't know how you could be so stupid to a do something like that and then go and get on Fine Bomb and brag about it. Yeah, Matt, we, say, to make it more of a happy memory. I will say, I, in 2011, after A Day, was the final rolling of those trees, and I don't think any win can amount to the amount of fans that were at that Tumors Corner, and just everybody's rolling trees. That's probably, I think, that was actually the first time I ever rolled the trees was on those last, on the last day that those trees were going to be standing, and that will always be. What's what's the word whenever you like painfully good memories? Like it hurts, but it's good. Bittersweet, bittersweet, bittersweet memory. Is just rolling those trees and looking back kind of makes me cheer up a little bit. That that was the last time those trees like stood, but I will always enjoy that. I I did have a chance to roll the original trees that were there. Now you get a chance to roll the the descendants of those trees for the first time, which is super super exciting. As we as we move on, um, big time, huge news, awesome news to hear out 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 of Auburn uh, this year. Before we get into theoretical Thursday, though. I was just wondering if, if Daniel, are you feeling a little loopy? You know, a little bit. Um, you be feeling a little bit. Loopy. You know what would make you feel more loopy is if you were rocking. And we've all got this. We should be rocking them right now. But your very own College Loop, Dwarf Podcast Network co-branded. Throw it up on the screen, though. Feeling loopy T-shirts. They're on sale for twenty-five dollars. We got five different colorways on the Warreport.com. The most comfortable shirt. You will ever rock. And I, that's just a money-back guarantee. Actually, not money-back guarantee, but it's a guarantee. <laughs> and, and when I tell you guys I'm, I'm saying that this is the most comfortable shirt ever, I know that you think that I'm sounding salesy and I want you to go buy this awesome, badass T-shirt. But realistically, this is actually like super, super comfortable. They don't shrink. They, they're on true to size. And they don't fade in the, in the wash. There's no, They don't lose any kind of any kind of texture in the, in the wash. It stays just as comfortable. I've washed mine a million times. I know Dylan's washed this a million times. Daniel, I'm adding you up as well. Um, I live in that shirt, truthfully. And, Mine's in the washer as we speak. Yeah, yeah I, I live in that thing. So go get your own. 
Beyond Loopy t-shirt at www.warreport.com. It will also be linked in the description. If you're watching on YouTube and while you're not in the description, make sure you like, subscribe, and ring the bell. Fellas, it's time for everybody's favorite part of the week. It's time for Theoretical Thursday. Dylan and I were kind of racking our brains, Daniel, and I know that you're going to kind of chime in a little bit later in this segment, and that's fine, about what we wanted to talk about. And this is just something that I, I think that I've seen reemerge emerge uh, on 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 Twitter and, and on social medias within the Auburn community and, and within the college football community in general. I want to go back to 2004. I was, I was about four years old when all this happened, so obviously I have to learn this all retroactively and, and go back and watch the film and do my homework. But, Dill, let's go back for a minute and talk about what if Auburn is selected over Oklahoma to take on USC and, and things shake out differently with that BCS national championship. First off, we'll start from the point, could Auburn have beaten that USC team? And then we're going to roll and spend the majority of this on talking about the hypothetical domino effect. Uh, but, Dylan, could Auburn in 2004 have beaten the 2004 Matt Liner, Reggie Bush, USC Trojans? I'll start by saying that when you talk about how this game would have been different if Auburn would have been there instead of OU, definitely would have been a whole lot closer. And that's relatively speaking because the game was 55 to 19. Sure. I'm sure it was a very boring game to watch for anyone outside of those two fan bases. Uh, probably depressing for one, enjoyable for the other one. Uh, probably depressing for two because Auburn should have been there. <laughs> and I say that to say this. Auburn, I believe, with the defense that they had, uh, had a very good chance of beating that USC team. And that's Carlos Rogers. That's Carlos Dansby. That's, I'm trying to remember the DT's name, and it's blanking. All, I had it in my brain, and it went away. Uh, Junior Rose Green, a guy who almost killed a man uh, who played for Georgia. Uh, and with that infamous hit, if you've not seen that, go watch that because that was always a, a fun memory to watch uh, back in the day. But I think this Auburn defense would have held Reggie Bush or at least would have slowed him down. And again, I don't think Matt Lyon was all that great of a quarterback. I've seen the Pac-12 was very, 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 very weak defensively as they have been for the better half of the century. Uh, but I definitely think this Auburn team definitely would have, if not won, uh, they would have lost by maybe a touchdown or three points. Like, I don't think this game would have been very close to the end. I agree. It would be closer. I don't know that, I don't know that anybody's beating that 04 USC team, man. Um, that, that 04, that, 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 that era of USC football I, that I refer to as not the Reggie Bush, not the Matt Liner, not even the Carson Palmer era. I refer to that as the Snoop Dogg era. In, in USC, hard to look and and, and say that that they, they wouldn't have won that game. Um, 2004 quarterback at, at Oklahoma bonus points. Anyone knows this, by the way? Do what? Does anyone know the Oklahoma quarterback in 2004? Oh, Jason White. Jason White. So you certainly get an upgrade if you put Auburn in there. Well, Jason White did win a Heisman. In two, I'm talking about 2004. He won a though. Yeah. Okay. I'm telling you, in terms of schematic game management and fit in that scheme, I'm, in that year, I, I still think that the, that the edge goes Auburn now. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a two-edged monster running back uh, for, for Auburn. You mentioned that on pre-show. Um, I still just don't know, man. I mean, <laughs> Matt Leiner was a dog. That was his Heisman year. Reggie Bush comes back and 
wins and still has the Heisman the next year, by the way. Uh, just, just throwing that out there in my book, in, in, in the HTAR book of Heismans. That one belongs to Reggie Bush, and I'm not taking it. But it's, in, it's tough for me to look and say that anyone was beating that USC team. Um, probably the best defense in the history of USC football, period. Um, a prolific offense. I don't know. Closer for sure. One score ball game, quite possibly. I still go edge USC. The big, bigger picture question here, Dylan, and, and here's where Daniel I know is going to fall in. How does that affect if Auburn goes and let's say they do win that ball game, and that they are the 2004 national champions? Just claim it. Just claim it. Please, just claim it. I I know that. Love you're of God, gonna, just I knew, claim it. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> How does that change, if it does at all, the future of, of Auburn football? Well, well um, oh, who's going first? Daniel, I'll let you go. Daniel, it's yours. All right. So, um, Tommy Tuberville, uh, junior senator from the – or now senior senator from the uh, U.S. Senator from the state of Alabama, is held in a lot higher regard in no college kidding. football circles. Well, thank you for making me feel dumb. Um, okay. I, I wasn't being smart. Um, what did Auburn do in 2005? I know you beat Alabama, uh, but they would have, I think, they nine and three. Okay, they went nine and three that year. Um, it's it still that's seen as the most di- that's seen as the most disappointing nine and three ever. Um, but then beyond yeah. that, you know. I don't say that's so disappointing. Nine three, you you lose Jason Campbell, you lose Cart, you lose Cadillac, you lose Ronnie, you lose. I think Courtney Taylor, Devin Aroma, should do Ben Albemano. Uh, okay. Uh, okay, fine. Carlos fine. Not, not disappointing. Nine three. Yes, I, I surrender. I'm with <laughs> anyway, um, I don't think Tuberville gets the axe after 08, just because in that era of college football, coaches' leashes just tended to be a little bit longer. Sure. History backs that claim up. Um, so, right. Then you have to wonder, does Gene Chizik ever get a chance? Like, does Gene Chizik ever get hired at Auburn? Um, which kind of leads into, does Gus Malzahn ever get hired at Auburn? So you really kind of think like that. Cam Newton probably doesn't end up in Auburn in this scenario. I mean, maybe he still does, but things look a lot different. I'm so glad you went down that avenue. Truthfully, because Daniel, for maybe the first time ever on this podcast, I'm going to sit here and hit retweet on everything you just said. I was in that. Oh, that's exact a nice state. change of pace. I, I know it's different. It's it's wild, and Dylan's about to fundamentally disagree with both of us, and that's okay. But I entirely, wholeheartedly agree. You you don't get Tommy Tuberville getting back back backdoor for sure. His leaps remains longer because then the counterpoint will always be, well, Tommy Tuberville won us a national championship, and he didn't lose to Alabama very often. And then you look at the domino effect. Gene Chizik probably doesn't fall in the right place, which means you never get Cam Newton, which means you probably don't win the 2010 national championship. Mm-hmm. Also means, you, like you said, probably never wind up with Gus Malzahn. It is... I'm not saying Auburn football would be in the shitter. That's not at all what I'm saying. But it would look completely different. 
it is crazy how the BCS formula simply leaving Auburn out of that game quite possibly has a larger overarching effect 20 years later, 19, 20 years later, than we could ever imagine. And and I, I think that, Daniel, I think you hit the nail on the head. Dylan, tell me why I'm wrong. I was like, before I do, I'm just going to go and correct myself. Uh, Devin Aromish, Courtney Taylor, and Ben Almano were on the 2005 team. They just had very down years because it was a down year for the passing game. But Kenny Irons did have a great year running the ball. He's got to correct myself on that. I just, they were just very absent. Uh, from the stat sheet. Uh, but I look at it, I, I, does Tommy Turville's ego increase if he wins the national championship a little bit more? Sure. Wholeheartedly. He went 9-3, and three, then he went 11-2 and two in 06, and followed by 9-4 and four in 07, then 5-7 and seven in 2008. Does the domino really affect him that much if his ego gets a little bit higher? Maybe that pushes Auburn to fire him a little quicker. Uh, just trying to get a guy who is a little egotistical out of the out of out of the way because and, and no one was happy that Tommy Turbo got fired and he, he got fired in the worst way possible because and it's kind of the same thing as what was looking like it was going to happen with Gus that Kevin Still was trying to backdoor Gus Malzahn and the funny thing about that is Kevin Still's a terrible head football coach and and Miami terrible defense coordinator in Miami uh, but I don't think the domino affects. Tommy Tuberville's tenure at Auburn that much, lengthwise. And if he wins a natty, I mean, yeah, maybe just keep him there for another year. But I mean, he went nine and three, eleven and two, and nine and four. I mean, those are great records, no matter what. And his last year was five and seven because he was just tired of it all. Because Auburn tried to get Bob Petrino over him and pre-motorcycle incident with Bob Petrino. I don't know if it affects this tenure that much because it was it was more of a mixture of Tommy Tuberville's ego and Auburn just goofing, and that time just worked out perfectly. And then you kind of just the pieces kind of fell into your hands, and Gene Chizik kind of just came to Auburn off of off of vibes. You know, he was the 0-4 defensive coordinator. So you bring in the defensive coordinator who was very bad at Iowa State. And then you kind of find your way with, with Cam Newton, with Gus Malzahn, and then everything kind of falls into place. I don't think the 4 National Championship, if, if Auburn were to get it, I don't think it changes the landscape of Auburn football whatsoever. I don't know, man. The butterfly effect is one hell of a thing. It I'm is. I'm it so is, It is, but I, I think it's just Tommy Tuberville's ego just is so great that it, it doesn't affect the butterfly's wing whatsoever. It kind of just stays the same. The tides stay the same. Daniel, it, what no one's saying is that Tommy Tuberville was an NPC. Yeah, and he also thinks that the three branches of government are presidency, the Senate, and the House. So, I mean. Well, he's a great football coach, but his ego got to him, and that is the reason he got backdoored. And it sucked for both parties. It sucked for the fan base to have to watch that happen. And I think the time that it happened would stay the same. I like both Wait, I have one more question. If he wins to 04 Natty, gets there, wins it, is he a United States senator from the state of Alabama uh, almost 20 years later? Yeah. Now we're asking the real I feel question. Like that's the real question. 
I follow up potential future theoretical Thursday. Not actually, but let me say this dumb quote for a second. What if Tommy Tuberville pine boxed Auburn? What if he ran for senator while he was a the coach at Auburn? The first ever coach senator. That's right. That's right. It's uh, it's that's just a concept that we we haven't explored. Up next show, we're going to talk positional pro- preview, and you freaking guessed it. You're going to be quarterbacks. <laughs> it's the last one. I saved it for last. It's the one everyone was. You were hoping to have some answers by now. To be fair, <laughs> uh, I think I could hold it off long enough that a starter would be named. But I don't think we're going to hear who the starting quarterback is until someone comes out in the field under center versus UMass. And it yeah. might even be a Holden Gurner situation last year where he was just named a starting quarterback for on the Jumbotron, and then he just didn't start the game. That's no fault of Rick Smith, by the way. He's a perfect prince that would do nothing it, wrong. It's definitely, it's definitely going to be starting a quarterback, Peyton Thorne, or Robbie Ashford, or Holden Gurner, or Hank Brown. <laughs> Well, no, it's not on. It's not Rick's fault at all. They, they say their name in the video. Rick doesn't he's, he's, say their name. That's true. Um, and he's a it's perfect. Whoever, it's whoever got know. fired uh, the ne- hours later from uh, the Poigle Productions for editing it together. That's true. That's true. All but right. It will be. It will be interesting to watch the five-man front at the O-line, followed by four quarterbacks snapping the ball to each other. It's gonna be awesome. And then handing off to Jarquez Hunter, who would now be 15 yards behind the offensive line. And we'll still have a gain of three and a half yards. <laughs> exactly. That's you know what you got a good point. Rush right. team to get through. We're, we're gonna pivot from Auburn football. We're gonna talk hardwood hoops. We're gonna talk Auburn men's basketball, and we're actually gonna talk a little women's basketball here in a minute. We're gonna talk Auburn men's basketball right here on the College Loop. Flory Bedunga commits on Saturday, folks. How we feel? Uh, pretty know. good. I actually, oh, I'll go first. I had the opportunity to uh, briefly talk to uh, Flory when he was in Auburn for the, I don't know, it was one of those Friday night games. Um, very good guy. Uh, had a good conversation, and I really hope that he chooses to come to Auburn. Right on. Yeah, Dylan? He is currently crystal ball to Duke, uh, and I've seen some Duke fans on some message boards uh, that are, a little upset that the fact that he's considering Auburn because, uh, you know, Hugh Freeze and Bruce Pearl together are a bunch of scumbags type. Yeah, Hugh team. Freeze is really worried about basketball recruiting, folks. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, I mean, Auburn being in in the race for Florida Bedunga is, is enough for me to be excited about it. Because, uh, I mean, it's, it's just five Blue Bloods all in the same category together. Duke, Kansas, Auburn, Michigan, and who's the other one? There was another Blue Blood in there somewhere. But Wait, Auburn so Dylan, is there. You're telling, me, you're telling me you have the time to go check out Duke message boards? No, it was on Twitter. Someone just screenshotted okay. it and it came up. It's just a bunch of guys complaining that. That's what he wants you to think. <laughs> I don't have the time to dedicate to go reading all through message boards. Also, committing this week, Cam Scott. How are we feeling? I, I actually feel better about Cam Scott. I feel way more comfortable about Cam Scott yeah. than I do. <laughs> Um, I believe in the human touch, and I've never had a conversation with Cam Scott, so I'm not really uh, at liberty to discuss. The Creed reference is crazy, bro. That was crazy. (laughs) Cam Scott currently no crystal balls for him, though. So, I I don't know. We're seeing eye emojis all over the place on Auburn Twitter, so maybe it's for Cam Scott. 
Maybe, like, it's, maybe it's for I orange like... jerseys. Not again, bro. Uh, Cam Scott, I feel I feel actually much better um, about him than I do for Bianca. Um, and we'll find out on Friday. I can't. I'm not crystal balling anyone ever again. We've learned this. But I feel Friday like and Saturday for the two of them. That's right. Um, some other men's hoops news. Auburn will play Notre Dame in the first round of the 2023 Legends Classic at the Barclays Center. I would like to take you guys back just briefly about this this tournament. Last time Auburn was there, they won it. Um, the year it was 2020. No. Do you want me to? Do you know who they're playing? I can. T- I can tell you who they're going to play the winner of. Uh, so I was going to uh, go ahead and tell me who Auburn's going to play the winner. They'll play of. the winner of Oklahoma State versus Saint Bonavere. Awesome, great. Um, Auburn won this last time they were there. I believe it was 2019, actually, with Isaac Okoro. Um, so that was immediately after Auburn was named by a local t- uh, TV station uh, the Sex Champions um, instead of the SEC Champions. And that's not me making a joke, folks. This actually happened. Um, and just for those of you guys who are not familiar, the Legends Classic is sponsored by Roman, uh, which is uh, for men, if you will. So the Sex Champions won the Roman's Legends Classic, as if anyone was surprised by that happening. Um, just my one of my personal favorite side notes about that 2019 team is that that happened. Um, and no, Dylan, you don't have to edit this out. These are all facts. Yeah, the news said it. I mean, the news. I want to find the intern. That screwed that up. Um, oh, he's currently looking for a job. And I'm going to employ him. I'm going to give him a second chance because he needs to know that what he did was hilarious um, and it was not offensive. Uh, but yeah. If, he, if we hire him at the college loop, I will be proofreading every single graphic he made. No, I will not allow you to. Uh, we're just going to see what happens. It uh, is worth mentioning this is going to be the first time Auburn has played Notre Dame in. Literally any sport, uh, or not the second time Auburn's played Notre Dame, literally any sport. The first, the last time being in 1994 when they played Notre Dame in baseball, where Auburn the only, won the only time since any of us have been alive on this podcast on the College Loop that Auburn has played Notre Dame in anything, which is odd for me to think about. Yeah. And, um, the, sorry, am I do I have the green light here? Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. I just want to make sure I wasn't cutting off Harrison Tar because uh, then I'd feel bad about it for the rest of the night. But, um, you know, this one is, uh, means a lot in my family, a lot of Notre Dame alum. Um, so I'm excited to um, kind of finally get to enjoy this because, like Harrison just said, we've never seen the two face off in the sport in our lives. So um, I say, I hopefully I'll be – huh? I hope your family – I hope your Notre Dame side of your family is upset that night. I don't know why you're apologizing. Um, they don't like me anyway. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Hopefully, um, I'll get to take this one in the Barclays Center and uh, represent the loop uh, there. Let's see. That'll be – what's the date on that one? It's like uh, December something. No, November. What am I thinking? Tragic. Okay. Uh, just another other scheduling news. This has kind of been on the books for a little while, but we haven't really talked about it here on the loop. Uh, Auburn will play in Huntsville on December 13th uh, against UNC Asheville, which is super cool that Auburn's going to get to play up in Huntsville uh, just for the fact that there's a shitload of – Auburn grad engineers that are up there and uh, it's, it's always cool when they get to go uh, into their backyard. Let's flip. You get baseball in Huntsville. You can get basketball in Huntsville. Next up, Auburn football is hosting a game and, and UAH's football stadium. Let's do it. Let's UAH it doesn't have football. We'll find one. UNA. 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 There we go. We can make UNA happen. 
We have we have blood up there. Deshaun Davis and Carryon Johnson both coached there. That's so right. We That's can right. get in there. That's <laughs> right. Other news. We're flipping over to women's hoops. We're talking women's hoops in August. Women's basketball in August got a 63-57 win overseas versus the Paris All-Stars. Um, it was the Marshawn Bostic show, folks. Uh, I want you to know, this is a Marshawn Bostic fan account, by the way. The College Loop is the Marshawn Bostic uh, fan account. Finished with 17 points, 10 assists, along with six steals and four rebounds. Um, hi. Hello. Let's go. Um, Coach uh, Coach Day, super happy with, with the effort. Um, also kind of noted that a large part, without saying the reason that it was such so close, kind of said that she wanted to make sure that the younger players and new, new additions to the team got minutes. Super, super important. Um, overseas trips can be so, so valuable um, for, for, these, uh, for programs like Auburn Women's Hoops, especially where they're at right now. Um, and, and, and being able to figure out, you know, where you are preseason, getting to actually play other opponents, regardless of quality of, uh, of opponent, whatever you want to look at that, however you want to look at that. Uh, fellas, this is encouraging, right? Oh, yeah. And also to mention Savannah Scott also having a great game in her first, in her debut as an Auburn Tiger, uh, 10.6 boards for the 6'5". And she's, I'm trying to remember what grade year she's in. She had... Transfer junior, right? I think transfer junior. Uh, but I mean, you finally have a, a a big who can get boards, and that's that's, new. that's entirely. Well, that's actually not that new. Unique Thompson wasn't that long ago, but it's it's new for the past two years. True. Three. When did Unique leave? Two years ago. Two years ago. Yeah, new for the past two years. <laughs> yeah. Daniel, your thoughts? Um. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Daniel <laughs> said thumbs up. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll continue to give you guys updates on women's basketball's trip overseas over in France uh, as as they continue to progress uh, through their through their shortened, I guess, not abbrevi- uh, abbreviated, but their small window that they can operate in. Uh, like I said, these overseas tri- trips are so tremendously valuable. We talk about it from men's hoops all the time. Women's hoops maybe arguably benefit from it more. And um, that's just that's just big time, especially where Coach Jay's at going into year three and her tenure. We're kind of starting to expect, okay, let's, let's see some competing in the SEC, which we did see some last year. Um, certainly going to help them. And uh, Dylan, go ahead. And it's worth mentioning that these trips are always good for chemistry. Yes, so, so important for team chemistry, which Auburn lacked in that department last year. Um, super, super important. Uh, I also – immensely looking forward to the inevitable goofy videos we get of honestly Scott Grayson just doing dumb shit in France. Um, <laughs> we're going to get them. I don't know when they're coming. I wonder if she even, did she even play? I'm surely she didn't even play, right? No, you don't want to get your best player injured. Uh, I'm sure she will. I'm sure she'll get minutes, uh, but I didn't see any kind of line from her. That this evening like five, possibly. But um, I'm sure there will be dumb shit videos from honestly Scott Grayson, and I'm immensely looking forward to them. She's a goofball. I'm one of the most fun players on that team. Uh, from a personality perspective, and talent. And just to, if we're done talking about women's basketball, just shoot it over to another Auburn sport that's going on and just finished as we are speaking. Uh, Auburn soccer finished tonight with a draw with Mercer in a game that got delayed, I think, twice. <laughs> so, it did. That, it did. Bringing two, two parties together, both of them uh, led by Harrison Tarr, with that's Mercer right. blood and the Auburn blood. <laughs> so. That's right. That's right. Daniel Locke, tell everybody where they can find you. I love you, support you as we bring this one to a close. 
Oh, you can find my written work for 1819 News or for the Auburn Daily, or if you're a Braves fan, Braves Day, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at maybe one day at Daniel J. Locke. Um, if you want to send me some good vibes on the Bird app tomorrow, I'd greatly appreciate it. Um, I'll be fighting with Ticketmaster, so a very stressful day ahead. So um, send me all the good vibes. All the vibes sent to you, Dylan. I'm not Dylan, excuse me, Daniel. All the good ones. All the bad ones sent to Dylan. You've literally been doing that for like a year and a half. Dude, look, I, I co-host a podcast with Dylan Lark and Daniel Locke. It's tough. It's tough on me. Okay, I need you guys to, to cut me some slack here. I do <laughs> not, not any whatsoever. You guys are assholes. I'm Harrison Tar at by Harrison Tar on the Bird app. If you want to come hang out at by Harrison Tar on Threads. Other than that, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us right here on the College Look. We no appreciate way you. Manages promo his Threads. He keeps it, bro. It. It's crazy. It's crazy. I need you to quit doing it. I'm gonna keep doing it. Just piss you off. Threads. Thank you guys for uh, giving us all the love and support that you have. Uh, make sure you go grab your feeling loopy T-shirts. Those are in the description. $25. Don't be sure you'll ever own. You can go grab them at theworldport.com. Pick any of you, one of your five, or pick all five colors. Yes, that which one you want. And make sure you get, get one of those set up before football season starts. While you're here, make sure you like, subscribe, ring the bell. You're going to follow all the social media. Dylan's about to plug you guys. All the love and peace and happiness. And I hope you find everything you want in the rest of this week. We will see you guys on Sunday. And with all that, I'm Dylan Lark at you, Blue Tank on X. And if you're looking for it, it's just right there. X will remain as the only social media that that we will uh, Twitter like social media that we will always publish because we were I refuse to put the college loop on threads. I ain't that desperate. And you can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and, and right here on YouTube. <laughs> and you can also find us uh, here on YouTube. You can like, comment, and subscribe. Leave some questions. Leave some theoretical Thursdays. Leave us some input. We love hearing from y'all on the show. And if you want to listen to us, if you're tired of our faces, you can go to Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, but pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts. But with all that being said, it's been the College Loop Podcast. <laughs>